0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode, we usually go back and check out a Netflix original film in the order of release, but today we've got a very special bonus episode because it's Oscar season, my favourite time of the year. I'm very, very excited. And I'm going to change it up a bit, obviously, and, and talk a little bit about the upcoming Oscars, especially considering the Netflix representation in the nominations this year. I'm Jesse. I'm writing here solo today just to do a quick little summary, recap of some of the categories as well as... Obviously, the biggest award, the best picture. Uh, So let's kick it off. And I think it's really important to sort of say Netflix have got, I think, 18 nominations this year. We've got best picture for All Quiet on the Western Front. We've got best actress, Anna de Armas in Blonde. We've got best adapted screenplay for Glass, Onion, Knives Out, Mystery, as well as All Quiet on the Western Front. There's the best foreign language film for All Quiet. We've also got best animated feature for Guillermo Del Toro's Pinocchio, as well as The Sea Beast in best documentary short we've got the elephant whisperers and the martha mitchell effect For best original score all quiet again as well as best sound best sound editing best production design best makeup and hair styling and best visual effects all for all quiet on the western front as well as best cinematography which it also shares with alejandro ineratu's bardo a lot of lot of nominations so i'm gonna go through some of the big categories now and sort of just the ones that sort of uh, highlight netflix a little bit and we start with best documentary short because Netflix have got two nominees in this one. So we start off at uh, least favorite. We've got, uh, we'll just go through the, the the short films, I guess, or the short documentaries. We've got The Elephant Whisperers, which is the favorite. And that's a Netflix one. Beautiful story of a couple who look after elephants in India. Beautiful story. That's a clear favorite. Um, as well as the other Netflix film, which is the Martha Mitchell effect, which I watched. Cool little doco. The other ones are Hall Out and Stranger at the Gate. Best animated short. I've seen a lot of these, which is really good. Uh, There's no Netflix ones in here this year. I'm a little bit frustrated with this category because the favourite is uh, this short animated one called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. I absolutely hated that. I think it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Ah, man, not good, but I think that's probably going to win. The other ones, um, there's My Year of Dicks, which is quite hilarious. And Ostrich Told Me The World Is Fake, and I think I believe it. I really, that's an Australian connection there, this uh, guy up in Queensland. I really enjoyed that too. And The Flying Sailor was quite a nice little animated short too. And that takes us into the best animated feature. Uh, Netflix, as I mentioned before, have two nominations in this category. The first one is the clear favourite is Guelmo del Toro's Pinocchio. I think it's paying like a dollar, dollar two or something. So it's absolutely clear favourite to win this. I've done a bonus episode on that film if you're keen on checking it out. But Guelmo del Toro's Pinocchio, great film. The other nominees I um, um, Sell the Shell with Shoes On. Didn't really like that one either. I thought that was a little bit, I mean, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, Puss in Boots is there as well. Haven't seen that one. Turning Red, the Disney Pixar film was great too. And The Sea Beast, another Netflix original film. Really well done. Um, there's also a bonus episode on our podcast on that film too, if you're keen on checking it out. I feel like this is going to be a bit of a plug for, for me going through all the uh, bonus episodes that we've done. All right, some of the bigger ones now. We've got the best adapted screenplay. Uh, I only included this one because this is another one where Netflix have got Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery in there. It's not favourite, Women Talking is, but I thoroughly enjoyed Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. So if you haven't seen that, check that out on Netflix as well. In best original screenplay. This is um this is not really gonna cover any of the Netflix films, but Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is where we're gonna start to see this film as one of the clear favorites, I think, for quite a lot of awards. Um and then we lead into the best supporting actress. Great category here. Um the favorite at the moment is Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, that that role, she's does such a good job. It's the only sort of big uh, superhero Marvel movie nomination that we're, we're going to see here. Clear favourite. Um, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is sort of sneaking in there a little bit uh, with a lot of good publicity in the in the previous awards ceremonies that we're seeing too. Kerry Condon is nominated for the Banshees of Intuit in, in Sharon, as well as Hong Chao from The Whale. Um, I mean, she's great in that too. But that that film is all about Brendan Fraser, who we'll probably talk about a little bit in the best actor. Then also, Stephanie Sue from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is nominated too. Um, she'll probably lose a few votes for Jamie Lee Curtis, but. I think a good category there, as well as the supporting actor. And this is everything everywhere all at once again. We've got um, Kihu Kwan, who is paying a dollar and three to win this award. So clear favorite. Um, Barry Keoghan in The Banishes of In Sharon is great as well, as well as Brendan Gleeson. But I think they'll both take votes off each other. Judd Hirsch is nominated for The Fablemans. That's more a cameo um, role. Great little role. Some great quotes um, from when he visits the house, but I don't think uh, he's going to win. And then our last nominee is Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. I absolutely love him. I think he's fantastic. He's a paperboy from Atlanta. If you've seen the TV show Atlanta, uh, he was the highlight in that film, uh, outshone uh, Jennifer Lawrence in that film. So um, yeah, really good. All right, some of the big ones now. Best Actress: Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. She's jumped in to to be favourite over Kate Blanchett from Tar. I mean, Cape oh, Cate Blanchett is amazing in Tar. I think that film is fantastic. I'd really like to see her win, but um, Michelle Yeoh, she's she's sort of playing that campaign trail, and and probably more than likely, and they're not gonna gonna win this. Um, Andrea Riseborough for uh, 2 Leslie. This is that controversial award where there was a bit of a campaigning that was possibly done not in the right way for the awards, but. Um, good on her for getting there, getting some name or getting her name out there for this film, as well as Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. And this is, we've, we've got a Netflix nomination here. This is Ana de Amos in Blonde. Um, real, real big outsider. No chance really to win, but I thought I really enjoyed that film. Uh, also another bonus episode on the Flix Forum podcast for Blonde, if you're keen on checking that one out. All right. Actors, best actor. This is uh Brennan Fraser, clear favorite for the whale in this one. Austin Butler with Elvis is probably the next closest. He, he, he played Elvis so well. I enjoyed that film too. Um, then we've got Colin Farrell for The Banshees of I mean Sharon Paul Mescal for Aftersun. I mean, he was good. That movie didn't really do it for me, but he was good in that. And then we've got Bill Nye. I think he's the, the biggest outside odds for any of the awards. I think he's paying $81 for his role in living. All right, our big two awards Best Director and Best Picture. Best Director, its clear favourite is the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. They're paying a dollar for clear, clear favourite. So it would be a bit of a surprise if they didn't win this. The work they've done on that film, it, it's it's really good. Uh, Steven Spielberg's next closest at $8.50. So big gaps there for Fableman's. Todd Fields also nominated for Tar. Martin McDonough for. Banshees of Incheron and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness, paying $67 for the win. We'll talk more about that movie later, Triangle of Sadness. Well, all right, best picture odds. So if we go in odd favorites on what the the bookies are paying a couple of days out from the Oscars, everything, everywhere, all at once is a clear favorite. At $1.12, Banshees of Incheron is the next closest at $11. This does not look like a close race at all. We then, in order, go All Quiet on the Western Front, Fablemans, Top Gun Maverick, Tar alvis avatar way of water triangle of sadness and women talking but i'm going to give you my my art rankings i think i'm going to start from 10 for the best picture working our way up to one for me the worst out of these 10 films is triangle of sadness this is complete and utter rubbish it was so pretentious everything was just jammed down your throat your throat and i get that's what it was meant to do but the menu and glass onion Two films released in the same year. Did this whole down with the rich thing so much better. I, I honestly think this film is going to put international films back decades. We've had such good movements with Parasite. And films. Like this this was rubbish. Cannot stand this film. <laughs> All right, number nine. My ninth favorite out of these top 10 is Top Gun Maverick. I think it's better than the original film. I mean, it's not that hard to do that though. And I feel like this could have been a much better film if they borrowed the ending from the James Bond film, No Time to Die. I'm trying to not give away too many spoilers, but This this is obviously a big American film. It's not a British film like the Bond films. And and that's why it's probably done the way it is. Um, And, you know, it's a very big, yay, go America. Um, And, you know, we've we've got to recognise that it's done really well at the box office. And and even Spielberg sort of thanked it for saving movies. So big tops for Top Gun Maverick. All right, number eight, women talking. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought, um, you know, even if what occurred in real life, is so horrendous like this film is still so meaningful and needs to be watched that there's no place for forgiveness for the crimes that occur in this film um i think this would be an amazing stage adaptation all such strong female performances so they're really good my seventh favorite film out of these top 10 is all quiet on the western front i think that you know check out our bonus episode on this film to hear more of my thoughts on it but the realness and the heaviness of this film sort of makes it hard to even consider re-watching it because it was so, so heavy. Um, It's exceptionally well-made, but it's not the type of film you wanna watch if you're feeling down. Number six for me is Elvis. I really did like this film. Apart from Tom Hanks, who was super weird, I feel the vision that Baz Luhrmann has, it's amazing. It's just so well put together. There wasn't a dull moment and it deserved the Best Picture nomination. I feel like Baz might've been a little bit um, unlucky not getting nominated for for Best Director. Um, Number five for me is The Banshees of Inisherin. I, I love the score in this. The music was fantastic. The performances were great. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, they're probably going to take votes away from each other, the two performers, um, Brendan Gleeson and, and Colin Farrell, for this. But why wouldn't you want to be friends with Colin Farrell uh, in this movie? I think that this film probably is much better watched with subtitles too. Very thick accents throughout. For me, number four is The Fableman, Spielberg. I think the love for movies and the story that Spielberg needed to tell made this what this film is. There's some great cameos, some excellent references to Spielberg's previous and prior works, and and the nods to the technical side of things, including the the final scene, sort of warmed my heart. So great film, worthwhile watching. Top three, here we go. Avatar, The Way of Water is my third favourite film. I, I think, you know, this movie, it's all about family. And James Cameron doing what he can to advance film technology I saw this in the cinemas in 3D, and that's probably the only way that it should really be watched. I can't imagine liking it anywhere near as much on a small TV screen. It looked amazing, and I really connected with that character spider. I'm really looking forward to seeing where that character goes in the next few films, however many there are. <laughs> All right, my second favourite film of the year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michelle Yeoh, what else needs to be said? The, the zaniness of this film, the morals, being nice to each other, It's hard not to be swept up in in the feel-good story. I think some of the internet vitriol around this film, it's a little bit toxic, but you know, this is a great film, it's well worth the watch. And that leaves me with my favorite film, which is not gonna win Best Picture, but Tar. Tar is phenomenal. Blanchett is astronomical in this. I loved every bit of discourse I could read about this film. Like, is Tar a monster? I don't have an answer. And that's what I loved about this film is to interpret it how you like. And that's what film is all about. So for me, My best or my favorite out of the Best Picture nominees is Tar. And that's going to bring me, I guess, to talk a little bit about some other good films of the year that missed out on nominations or didn't quite make it and probably just some recommendations that you might want to pick up. So I'm going to start off with a real obscure one called Three Months, which is directed by Jared Fryder. This is a coming-of-age film with Troy Sivan. He plays this young kid who's exposed to AIDS and and all the concerns that come with this. Recommend that. I'll race through these, but X by Ty West, um, horror film, really good. We haven't had Pearl, the sequel, released in Australia yet, um, but X was great. Triple R or three R's. I I know that it's more than likely going to win the best original song, but the scale and the grandness of this film was mesmerizing. It's over the top, but it's a thrill. Check that out. The Northman, I can't believe that was was in the last 12 months. Just get your gritty manliness out. That was a good film. I'm going to mention Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. For me, that was the best of the Marvel films this year. Sam Raimi did so well with that that horror genre style. That was excellent. Um, Men, directed by Alex Garland. I know this is a little bit of a controversial recommendation. Jessie Buckley, she was great in this. And the ending, like I said, is probably not everyone's cup of tea, but, but I was into this film. Um, a little obscure one for me is the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie on Disney+. Plus. This whole metaverse film, oh, it blew my socks off. This was hilarious. This was one of my favourite films of the year. Highly recommend. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, the movie on Disney+. Plus. The Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. I mean, the, the things that we do to our bodies, just that idea in this film. It's not for everyone. It's a little bit gory. Um, Kristen Stewart was rubbish as usual, but check it out if you want. Another bonus episode that we've done was the Netflix original film, Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. Netflix film MJ and I did a bonus episode on this way back in June. When we both had COVID, um, but possibly because we're both basketball fans, we really, really enjoyed this film and it sat really well. Check that one out. Um, Barbarian. I've got to put Barbarian on here. Great little horror flick. Plays with the audience expectations of, of typecasts, and it has this great message behind how men can be poor at times. So good good recommendation. I'm going to put this in. I mentioned this in one of the nominations for cinematography, but Bardo by Alejandro Inarratu, as well as White Noise by Noah Baumbach. Both Netflix originals, both have got bonus episodes on Flix Forum. both worth watching. I mean, I think that Netflix would have expected more from both these films. Um, I really enjoyed them both, so they're worth your time. Even if you just watch that final uh, credit dance scene in White Noise, it'll be worth it. Another one that I've done a bonus episode on is Blonde. Um, I dug this. Ana de Armas was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people don't. That's all I'm going to say. Start so to wrap these up. The menu and Glass Onion, I, I've touched on both these, both with um, doing the themes that Triangle of Sadness does much better. Um, I think, especially the menu, Ralph Fiennes is great. Glass and Onion, like this was my first Netflix original film that I went to the cinemas to see. I, I love the original Knives Out. This one's just as good. Um, yeah, so there's a bonus episode on that as well. This is the biggest hype bonus episode podcast there is. Um, speaking of bonus episodes, <laughs> The Good Nurse. This was a little uh, sleeper, I guess. Um, Netflix original, you probably would have expected, they would have expected Eddie Redmay to sort of, um, and Jessica Chastain to to get some award recognition or some love. Uh, But I guess it was probably a little bit too of a basic film. I thought they were good performances. I liked the film. Check it out, The Good Nurse if you haven't. Amsterdam, another one that was pretty much panned by critics, but I enjoyed this. It has so much to say. And as you expect from the director, David O. Russell, it gets the best cast going around, and it's worth it just to check out who's in this film. And finally, probably my favorite film of the year, Nope, by Jordan Peele. That guy can do no wrong. I can't like I'm so disappointed that this didn't get any recognition at all, um, pretty much across all award ceremonies. I think Daniel Kaluuya in this is fantastic. There's so much to talk about in it, and easily one of my favorite films of the year. All right, that's that's me wrapped up. So my predictions are that I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to sweep. Um, all quiet on the Western Front is probably going to take a lot of those uh, non-big categories for the technical side of things. I'm really looking forward to the ceremony. I think it's going to be great. Please jump onto our socials if you can. Our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Let us know what your predictions are. We have a huge back catalogue. We've got over 250 episodes of Netflix original films that we've covered on this podcast including quite a lot of the films that i've spoken about today so give us a search have a look through our catalog as always thanks for listening and um, bring on the oscars i'm so excited